Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Theo from Jamestown Boot Camp in Jamestown, North Dakota. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. Pleasure to be here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, and I'm excited to have you here to learn more about what you do at your facility. Before we really dive into any of that, give me a quick backstory here. What was it that made you decide to open up this fitness business? So I got a degree in exercise science. I graduated in 2020, and so I've been working as a personal trainer as a correctional officer at the prison in Jamestown. And then from there, I ended up working at Jamestown Boot Camp for two months. I started there in October when we opened up. And then the owner, a couple months later, asked and said he wanted to step away and he wanted to hand it off to somebody. And I was the like the main guy there who was trained the most classes, doing the most work there. And he offered me the ownership of it. And yeah, I hopped on it when I had the opportunity. So you were basically just handed this. And so you took the opportunity and and grew and ran with it. So now you have Jamestown Boot Camp. Give us your elevator pitch. Tell us who you are, what services you have to provide, kind of paint a picture for our listeners so that they really understand your model as we move forward in this conversation. So the way we get clients in here, right, is we um, run ads on Facebook and then we just have People come in every once in a while. People hear about us. They want to join. And so we sign up up for a program, a six-week program. And then from that six-week program, we try to move them into longer term. If they had a really good experience and we're helping them crush their goals, then we they usually want to continue crushing their goals with us. Okay. So you start people off on a six-week program and then they come in. Um, after the six weeks, what does it look like? Is it a boot camp class? Is it personal training? Like what options? If I told you, hey, Theo, I'm interested in joining the gym, what could you offer me for services? So like, it really depends on you. We do have some personal training clients for some people who like, one of them, for example, has a heart issue, so she can't do HIIT workouts. Uh, Another example of somebody is she's just not comfortable or strong enough in her legs to do um, the group workout. So we work with her personally. But for the most part, it's a large group class sizes. Absolutely. So so really large group classes and you use the six week challenge as kind of like a bait to get people in the door. Um, and so um, how beneficial has that been as, you know, a an anchor, I guess, to pull people in? It definitely is really beneficial because a lot of time people are like, scared of long-term commitments and so just like doing the six-week program with us and then like building up that trust and um basically it also covers the marketing cost on the front end too and so those two things together giving them really good results really fast and them liking us and deciding that hey they want to do long-term helps and then especially from there too they are, we already have a lot of habits built up with them. So then when they are ready for phase two of their program, we just pick up where we uh, not even left off, but continue going. And it helps them along their way and help them cross their goals even better. Yeah. Um, and so with within, within that, you said you're you know, helping them build like healthy habits and, and things like that. What does the six week program include? Like, uh, you know, within your facility, what things are you including in that six weeks? 
So we do three meetings. We do a nutrition meeting to start them, and we also use that as a supplement sale, and and that gives them even better results. And then we um, have a halfway meeting where we analyze where we're going. Use a halfway meeting that if they do like the program, we credit them their membership already to um, a longer term stay. And then if they still have a little bit of trepidation or they haven't been getting good results yet, then we just continue with the end of challenge meeting. And then at the end of challenge meeting, we just basically congratulate them and like show them like all the progress they've made, the healthy habits they've built. And yeah. Okay. And then what they also get is they get fitness, nutrition and accountability, right? We walk them through the fitness side, which is really important. You need to have the fitness side to like, like, well, most people when they come in, their goal is to lose weight. That's the thing in America, right? And then accountability side, it's like what really anybody who's good at anything has coaches that got them there. And so that helps them stick to it, helps them build up their program. And then the fitness side, every gym owner knows about the fitness side and how important that is. Okay, so you're providing them with the three things that they need in order to be successful and see results. And when our clients are seeing results, typically they want to stay. They want to stay for a long time when they're seeing results because it makes them feel good. Um, So walk me through, you know, right now, how many clients do you have in the facility so we can kind of get an understanding on, you know, how big you are? We have 100 uh, 119 on EFT, and I think we have seven challenges right now. Okay. And is that a place, you know, Theo, where you're feeling good, you're feeling comfortable, or are you looking to grow in terms of adding members and growing? Um, or are like you kind of at your cap right now? We are not nearly at our cap. We could definitely get a lot bigger and help a lot more people. Okay. So tell me how, what's your plan? What's your game plan to be able to help more people get more people in the door? So we got to figure out a way to get this ad cost down. So that way, like our um, Facebook dollars go further. And then also just another way to do that is increasing ad spend and then just building a good reputation and showing that um, proof that we're doing a good thing. And then as we show that what we're doing is good and real, more people will want to join the train. Yep. Yeah. And so really right now, it sounds like you guys are really focusing on that ad and that's, that's vital and props to you because not everybody in this industry is like smart enough to realize that digital ads is the way to go right now. I mean, everybody's spending so much time digitally. So if we can reach them in those areas and pull them into our gym, perfect for, you know, um, business on average, when you're running ads, how many leads would you say that you get per week? Uh, on average, 10. On average, 10 leads a week. And with those, how many of them are you able to convert, Theo? Um, we usually get two or three out of the um, people that opt in because like only half people that opt in show up to their, um, like that you're able to schedule. Then half of those people you're able to schedule, um, like sometimes they're no shows. And then from there, we do, once we get them in-house, we do close out about 80%. Okay. So right now, the only disconnect is like, you have some people inquiring that never show up for for a meeting. Yeah. What are you guys doing to kind of combat that and overcome that challenge? Because that is a challenge that a lot of us face. You know, we have somebody who inquires, whether it be through Instagram, Facebook, they click on our ad, 
they fill out their information, they set up an appointment, and then they never come in. So what are you doing to increase that that show rate? So I the last six weeks, um, I was training for a fight, so I wasn't the best about getting to people immediately. But since that's over now, I um, what we do is we get, once somebody hops in, unless I'm it's like midnight and I'm asleep, I call them within five minutes, and then I just keep hitting them up until they show up and then if they don't show up we just got to keep hitting them up until they basically don't want us hit them up anymore because okay. like when they opt in they ask us like hey help me yeah exactly and we it's our we have to do our job to continuously follow up with this person until um they tell us basically to stop or we get them scheduled and they show up um because if they clicked on that ad once they had a need at that time, and it is our job to, you know, help them. Um, so I really like that that's your approach there. Um, I want to see, you know, if you look at your business right now, and as things, you know, kind of currently stand, um, what are some of the big goals, some of the things that you're really looking to accomplish um, over the next several year years? Okay, so one of the biggest things I want to accomplish is I want to be able to um, have somebody in there full time that is running most of the classes and doing a lot of the um, sales side. I think that'd be really important. And that way when I am, I have a lot going on. So that way when I'm not there, like the business isn't hampered by my availability to be in the house. So you want to be able to put yourself in a position where you can kind of step out of the business a little bit and work more on, on the business and not have to be like there 24 seven running the day to day. Um, so, you know, what, what are you going to focus on to make that a reality? What has to happen so that that can become a reality for you guys? We got to get that EFT up. And then what that would like having that position open up would help a lot because like that would drive the other employee costs down. So we're almost there to be able to hire someone there as it is. I just need to become a better leader and better at training somebody into that type of position. And then we need our EFT up to be just a little higher. So what are you doing to increase that EFT? Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's kind of bounce some ideas around. Okay, so to get my EFT up, the main thing is we're trying to deliver on our um, members who are here, and then we're starting to move into the retention side. I've been starting to watch a lot of the retention videos on the portal, so that way we're able to um, just make sure people are happy to be there and then they stay, because the biggest herder of our EFT right now is people leaving. Okay, so the EFT is not up because you have people come in and then they leave. What would you say is the average lifetime of your clients well we've only been open for seven months so okay. uh most of our clients that like more than half our clients that signed up are still here let's say three months we get about five. probably the average life of the client like at the rate it's at is a couple of years just like doing the math in my head okay so I mean, how big of a problem is retention then? If the average client lifetime would be a couple of years, like, do you find that retention really isn't a huge, doesn't play a huge role in things or? Getting people in here, we're, we're, our retention is still bigger than our ability to get 
like our retention problem is bigger than how fast we're getting people in here. And this is like the first month where like it hasn't dropped. So we're getting better about it. And I think a lot of that had to do with like it being a new business and then the new transition of ownership. And then I think now, and the previous owner didn't rely as much on having high retention as much as he did. And like, as much as he did people getting in here. And then the prices were also cheaper back then. So like we had a hundred, like 50 clients, but we didn't have as high as the EFT. So like every new plan we're getting in here is a higher percentage on like their EFT, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. I get, I, I got that. So, um, I guess my next question to you would be obviously, you know, increasing those EFTs will do great things for the business. That's more revenue that we can count on month to month, but what additional streams of, of revenue can we bring into this business to help with some of those costs? Oh, we're doing supplements. We do do that. And we are getting a lot better about keeping our clients like on them. Cause if they take them and they're using them and they're getting good results with them, then they'll keep using them. And then also just like getting people in here for the six week challenge is like a good source of revenue. Cause like that we're either closing at five ninety nine or nine ninety nine um, for our six week challenges. And then also we're going to do start doing a diagnostic sale at the halfway point. And so that way, like if they've lost, if their goal is 50 pounds and they've lost like seven pounds so far in three weeks, then we'll look at them and be like, well, you know, the 50 pounds isn't realistic for you to do over the next three weeks. So let's look at like what it takes to do long-term. And that, and that would be another way to get a, a source of income through. Okay. So I really like the halfway point diagnostic sale because your member kind of sees it as like a check-in uh, and you kind of can utilize it as a sale, obviously, to try to sell them into a higher ticket package. It's going to be a more personalized approach to help them get to their goal. And again, that's more revenue coming into the business. You also mentioned that you're doing supplements you're, or you're, you're selling them. Um, and again, this is an area that's untapped for a lot of, of, lot of gym owners. So um, what has been the biggest benefit for you guys in terms of selling supplements? Just that extra income, like it increases the value of your like client, like the very first week that they're in, right? So like if you're only doing $39 a week and you don't do like a big challenge up front, then you're selling yourself so short there where people would rather probably do like the big challenge up front and use that as a credit later on. And then also within that first week, you're getting them on the supplement side too. And so that's increasing the value of our client yep and they get some better results too yeah and i think biggest thing our clients are seeing better results and we are like basically we can bring that additional stream of revenue in month after month do you have any of your clients that are on doing like supplement um like uh reoccurring like shipments where like they get it every three months or they get every six months or anything like Uh, that? Yeah, most of our clients or most of the newer ones who do supplements, they're just on the month to month. And we do have a few that do like the big three months and then they'll do the big three months and then they'll do the big three months. And the commission on that is really nice. It's a nice revenue that like you didn't really have to work too, too hard to get it because at the end of the day, our clients want to take whatever we're taking. So if we can recommend them, hey, here's this. We take this and then we get a nice commission off of it. It's really not that hard. Yeah, that 40% supplement sale, like the 
Prestige Labs give like Ed, Ed is great. And he gives you like the game plan of how to sell supplements. He gives you the PowerPoint and the steps you need, the words to say. So yeah, definitely he's been a big part of that. And like they they sell themselves really. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh definitely a big, big thing. And so you also mentioned in the very beginning here, and I want to just touch on this too, because I think it's great for listeners just to hear all these different like touch points is that you are doing a little bit of one-on-one stuff. Um, you know, what percentage of your revenue would you say is coming right now from one-on-one? Probably close to 5%, but it's only like two people doing it. So it is definitely like a substantial difference. Yeah, I mean, 5% of your revenue, it's it's more than you were doing before you offered personal training at all. And personal training is nice because higher ticket package. Is there opportunity for growth there? Like, do you think that you guys have the time on your schedules to offer more one-on-ones if there was a desire from the clientele? Yes, we definitely do if they like express desire from it. Most of the time when I'm doing the their initial consultation meeting, I like the six week challenge for it depends on the person what they want to do with it right so if somebody told me like i want to lose this weight and so this is literally how i sold the first personal training consultation i was just like consulting somebody and like the groups i didn't work for them so i was like well i'm not they need help i'm not gonna let them leave so we'll figure something else out yep so kind of like worked them into that program do you think if you guys were to advertise more of the personal training side of things to your current members that any of your current members would express interest? I That's definitely possible, for sure. I think the side we were working on there, like we were trying to grow, the, the strategy right now is grow up the group fitness as much as possible. And then once we do the group fitness, then move into like the smaller groups and then the personal training too. But I don't think it would hurt to have a couple more people on the personal training side. Yeah, I mean, more more money up front, it costs you like 45 minutes to an hour of your time a couple times a week. Um, and it's, again, great for the client because they're getting a more customized approach to help them reach their goal. Um, and so, yeah, I think that it's really neat to hear your perspective. And you said you, you're working with Gym Launch, right? Yeah. Okay, so what has been for you, what has been the most beneficial thing since you started working with them? So the the, the sales like training is super good. Like I was, I had a sales script before from the old owner, but now like I know how to sell sell things, right? I know like the steps and how to figure out what somebody wants and how to like figure out how to provide that right? Which is what like selling is listening, figuring out somebody's needs and going from there. Yep. And then the, it costs, well, whatever it costs, but I like in my first couple of weeks with gym launch, I made over double what it cost to like afford it. So it was like a no brainer for you. You paid it off very, very quickly and you learned a ton. You were able to take away sales pieces that you didn't know before and most of us are not sales experts if we're in this industry we're usually fitness experts and so it's hard to learn the the sales side of things unless somebody kind of hands it to us um and so that was super beneficial for you and obviously you've seen results um and so 
do you feel that that kind of relationship was something that was vital for you guys in the very beginning? You've been around for seven months. Do you think that that was something that was vital for you early on um, as new business owners? Yeah, I think for me, I think we could have maybe figured it out because I'm a learner. I like I like to read. I would have found something. But like you guys calling me and being there and like me having support, a lot, it's like it's like having a coach, you know, and just like having that coaching there and having that accountability there. So I'm learning and like I'm being held to like meeting goals is really important. Absolutely. Well, I'm really glad that you made that connection um, very early on. Um, even if you are a learner, it's always easier to have somebody there to kind of count on you or for you to count on to help you with any questions that you might have and, and so forth. And so I'm excited for you to see how things at Jamestown Bootcamp are going to continue to grow over time. Um, I think that you have a great mindset. It's going to carry you places. Um, if you had to share one word of advice with our listener, if they were very, very new to this industry, what would you have to tell them? Um, I would say don't be scared to invest in like learning because like the game is sold, not told. Sold, not told. I like that. Thank you, Theo, for being here. What's the Instagram page? Where can our listeners go to find you online? Um, Instagram is Jamestown Bootcamp. Facebook is Jamestown Bootcamp. Uh, we got a, oh, TikTok is Jamestown Bootcamp. We have a TikTok now too. Wow. So all three of those platforms, Jamestown Bootcamp, go find them, guys. Thank you for being here today, Theo. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description, and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Eric Emerson of Workout Anytime, coming to you from Easley, South Carolina. Eric, what is going on, man? How are you today? What's going on, Joe? First of all, man, I'd like to thank you for uh, having me. A uh, big fan of the podcast. Got to watch, uh, listen to quite a few episodes and, uh, I really like, uh, like what you guys are doing here. I appreciate that. And, and I appreciate you, you bringing the energy from the get go here, Eric. And, and obviously we're here to talk about workout anytime and your specific workout anytime location. This is a brand that, that has expanded mostly nationally at this point for, but for people who aren't familiar with this, tell us a little bit about workout anytime and, and what this is about. Sure. Um, so, uh, Workout Anytime is a is a franchise, and um, pretty much every location is independently owned. Um, some owners have multiple locations, 
Uh, right now, we currently only have the one location, um, but are looking at the possibility of expanding in the very near future. Um, it's, uh, it's a 24-hour uh, gym, a facility. Um, we offer a, a variety of different things to fit to and help to accommodate all age, all levels of fitness. And uh, above all, we just, we really want to be positive. We want to make, uh, you know, get everybody to drop their guard a little bit as far as uh, some of the preconceived notions that come with working out. Um, at the end of the day, we want everyone to be healthy. We want their, their quality of life to, to improve and uh, to be as best as possible. Got it. All right. And, and so as I understand it, Eric, you have, you've been around the brand for a while, but you just took over the ownership seat of this location fairly recently. Tell us a little bit about what went into that and how that transition process went from being employee to now owner. Sure. No, absolutely. Um, so this particular location opened around eight years ago. Um, and at the time was really, uh, it was us and uh, one other brand in the entire area. Um, we are a suburb of uh, the Greenville, South Carolina area, which is a really growing uh, part of the country and really growing part of our state. Um, so a lot of uh, that population is starting to spill over this way, and we are starting to expand with that. Um, uh, when, the, when the location first opened, um, I was one of the very first hires um, after the general manager, um, and I was able to come on as the personal training director here and uh, worked here for right around four years. And um, after that, uh, there was a few opportunities to go and kind of get some other workout anytime's up and running and started. And uh, it all kind of led back full circle to uh, be able to come back. Yeah, and, and, and as you described it earlier to me, at least the stars aligned and, and this opportunity presented itself. Now that you have been the owner for a little bit, Eric, tell us a little bit about that experience, right? What's been, first and foremost, what's been your favorite part about owning this club? And then second to that, what's been the most challenging part about owning this club? No, that's a great question. Um, there's so many good, there's so many good parts. There really is. And um, the, the, the negative side of things, everything, uh, everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that. Um, so when we do, when we do run into some negatives on, on the negative side of, um, gym ownership, gym management. Um, I try to use those as much as possible as learning opportunities. Uh, I, the good thing is I really built a really good circle within our workout anytime community um, of people that have just years and years in the fitness industry. And uh, so I have a really good uh, group around me that regardless of what happens that I can lean into. And we seem to always come out of it better than we went in. Um, from, from the positive side, there, there really is just so many positives. Um, seeing people, you know, their life change firsthand um, is above and beyond, you know, everything um, to me. Um, the, probably the most positive thing is getting to spend time around um, the, the employees that we have here and the culture that we've been able to create. And any and all success that we have is completely predicated upon that. Yeah. Walk us through, I mean, you gave us kind of a, a little bit of a rundown, but if I'm to walk through your doors, Eric, obviously the membership is, is kind of the meat and potatoes of this, but what else is available for me beyond that? Sure. No, that's a great question. Um, the first thing we like to do is we like to sit down and we, we set up what's called, and it's free to 
every single person that joins here, there's no strings attached to it. It's called a success session. Some people call them um, assessments. We call it a success session because that's really what we want to do here is set you and meet you at your level and set you up to be successful on whatever your goal and your fitness journey entails. Uh, so we give them an hour with a personal trainer. Uh, obviously, that's our cost. No cost to them. Um, we're going to go over the health history. We're going to go over any kind of injuries they have, what their goals are, and just really make sure that they have a, a diagram or a, and a blueprint for them to be successful along their way. Yeah. Now, that success session, Eric, I, I've been a part of a number of different businesses like this, and the biggest struggle, no matter the brand that I was with at the time, was simply getting people to take advantage of that do you have a, an estimate of, of the usage percentage or, or how many people actually take advantage? Yeah. And uh, so I know just from being in different parts of the industry, the person that you have touring your guest and signing and signing your uh, signing your new customers up, that person's level of training is going to dictate completely what those numbers look like. Um, if I'm giving a tour for someone just because it's something I'm comfortable in, it's something I believe in. I see the value and I'm able to build the value in that during that time where we're talking about how important it is to get there. I feel like eight out of 10, I can do. Now, it really all falls back to that level of training of that person who's really building the value and how important that is um, as to what level of participation you get out of that. Got it. Okay. And, and so a couple of different routes here, the membership route and, and personal training being probably the, the biggest revenue sources for the business but let me ask you this how do the the membership numbers or, or the business numbers overall now compare to 2019 or, or early 2020 pre-pandemic yeah absolutely so um most people probably listen to the podcast now can very re relate very closely to what uh what i'm about to share and that's the fact that you're, you're really looking at two different uh you know two different timetables uh, we, uh, when we took over, we came out the gate hot, hit it, was really, uh, really just blew it out of the waters for an existing club under new ownership. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody endured um, the, the pandemic that we went through and all the, all the bells and whistles that uh, came with it and the challenges of that, you know, and um, we were able to push through that. I've really seen a lot of positive sentiment pour back into uh, not only the fitness industry, but a lot of industries, you know, probably since January of this year. Right. And uh, so I really feel like we're gaining some really great momentum um, that we're hoping to carry on through, uh, hopefully, um, you know, through the end of the year for sure. Yeah. And so starting to, to build back, like you said, everybody in every industry was impacted by the last handful of years. Walk me through what's been working for you for, as, from a marketing standpoint. How are you guys able to, to get some new leads and some new eyeballs on the business? Uh, that's a good question. Um, what, I'm, what I'm finding this really working as the most, the, your most effective form of marketing is always going to be referrals, word of mouth, um, those kind of things. So we really pour into our existing um, clientele. Um, for referrals. And, you know, we, we, re we reward them for that. Um, whether it's, hey, you get a free month, you get a free t-shirt. And they're more than happy. Most of the time, it's something I don't even have to incentivize them because they're so happy with the service they're getting. They can't help but share it with family, friends, people that they talk to. And um, with, without our loyal customers that come in, 
and every, our members every day. Uh, I mean, we truly would be nothing without those guys. And, and I can't share how much, uh, how appreciative, how much it means to me and to my, to my family. Uh, one thing we've kind of really gotten away from a lot of the like mail out flyers, the, the guerrilla style marketing uh, yeah. business to business is a great resource tool because you really get to build those relationships and getting somebody to walk through the door and sign up is one thing, but getting those people to continue to be gym members of your gym, that's all relationship building. Um, I have uh, one of our guys that work out anytime, uh, Greg Maurer, he's one of our uh, VPs um, of uh, exercise. And he, uh, one of the things he always said that really relates to me is that people really don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. It's true. And um, so above everything, we really try to pour that into our culture. We have a big sign on our wall here. I know you can't see it right now. It says, welcome home. Cause that's what we want it to feel like. We want this to be, uh, to be a second home. Uh, nothing makes me happier. And um, proportionally, I think when people come in, they don't talk about going to the gym, they go to their gym. So with them grabbing ownership of that, it really just provides a really positive environment, some good synergy. Um, and those conditions, you know, anything's possible when you have everybody buying into the right uh, to, to, to the right message. Yeah. And one thing that you mentioned along the way, we've gotten away from the, the flyers, the mailers, the, the print media. What about the digital side of things, Eric? Is, is social media a big component of what you guys do? It is. It's huge. It's uh, for the, the bang for your buck. I think that is the way to go. That's where we're going. I mean, if you go to a restaurant, if you're out in public, just look how many people are staring at their phone. Um, it's just, you got to get people's eyeballs on there. Um, obviously, uh, one of the things we do here is we pump out a lot of free 14 day passes. And so we use that for a lot of lead generations because we want to give you something. We want you to come in. We want to try it out. We believe so much in our product uh, that we know if you come in for even a day or two, you're going to, this is the place you're going to want to be. Uh, so really, really working, uh, the marketing side, really trying to get those passes out, really trying to get those referrals and then bringing the, the positive energy. When we call you on the phone, uh, I'm sure you've had those robo calls from the telemarketers and they're just, you just feel the energy on the phone. Well, when you receive a call from us, it's nothing like that. You're going to yeah. automatically be like, Whoa, what, what is it? What's going on with this guy? You know, it makes you interested. You want to find out. Yeah. And, uh, we invite you down get you to come down, take a tour. And then from, from then on, I really feel like the process and what we do takes care of itself. Eric, who handles most of that sales process in your business? Is it you? Is it front desk staff? Do we have dedicated salespeople? How does that look? Well, uh, with, with us being a little bit of a smaller footprint, our front desk slash sales staff tend to be the same people. Um, and uh, it, it's great, though, because I, I have a fantastic staff. They're all really, really, like I said, they really bought into what we do here. And uh, not only that, I really feel like they have uh, not only their best, best interest, but the gym's best interest at heart. I really see them go above and beyond day after day. Uh, and, and more than that, they, it really is a service. When someone comes in, we really try to serve them um, in a way that makes them feel comfortable and then offer them and show them the value um, of what we can do for them and, you know, help them. So um, it, it's mostly front desk staff. Got it. Okay. And, and you mentioned earlier that the quality of the front desk staff is really driving the usage of that success session. 
how big is is PT for you guys as, as far as a revenue source, or, or are we still focused on growing that as a program? Sure. Well, you know, coming back out of uh, the pandemic, the, the service has been one of the slower things to come back. But as I mentioned before, we're seeing that overwhelmingly um, come back strong. So really, really positive vibes coming out of, out of uh, that perspective. I really believe getting people keyed in and getting people involved in that is probably the number one indicator, not only of um, fiscal success for you as an owner, but just sustainability. And then you get that word of mouth. There's just a really great synergy that comes with uh, getting people involved in your programs. Um, literally, it's it's life-changing. It, it always comes down to being able to find out what that person's why is. They, they step foot in your door, they're sitting there, why is it? You know, they'll say, hey, I need to lose weight. But when you start unpacking that, you get down to the nuts and bolts, you find the reason they want to lose weight is their daughter's getting married in a month and they want to walk her down the aisle and they want to look good and they want to you know, feel proud doing that. And um, so whereas there's going to be the health benefits that come with that, it's those intangible things and setting them up for those life moments that you just can't put a price on. Yeah. And, and now, I mean, once we have people signed up, once we have people using the facility, Eric, what in your mind plays most into retaining people long-term? Absolutely. And uh, I know it's going to kind of sound like I'm repeating myself, but it's really just making, making these people, your members, feel at home. And uh, just per, if you do enough good things, you don't have to worry about the money. The money is just becomes and your success from a physical perspective comes as a product of you doing all the small things. And, and that I really truly believe that. Um, unlike a lot of places that I've been in the past, and you, I'm sure you've been through a lot of different uh, facilities, we just, we just retain because people, I mean, we've had people here that have been here for eight years, nine years, you know, since day one at a very, very high percentage. It, it almost becomes a cheers atmosphere where everyone knows everybody's name, you know, their daughter's name. Uh, you go to people's weddings. Uh, it's ridiculous. Every year at Christmas, I'm absolutely humbled with how many people walk through the door with presents and you just never really realize even in such a short period of time, what a, what an opportunity you have to make a positive or negative impact on somebody's life just through short meetings and conversations every day. Right, right, right. And so as you look forward, Eric, I mean, we've, we've sort of touched on it in a number of senses, but give me, well, let's go short term first in the next year. What are, what are some, some metrics or what are some things that you guys are looking to tackle? Sure. Um, I would like to see us return to really where we were, um, obviously traffic starting to pick back up. I would like to see us return to those 2019 numbers that we were looking at um, with as far as just growth, retention, and more, more than that, the biggest thing I'm looking for is more group participation, people being involved in, in, in the things that we offer here. And uh, I really feel like with the trend that we're moving, people are finally kind of starting to get back into that. Um, I know that's the biggest impact is that you can make and the biggest opportunity you have to make an impact on somebody's life is getting them involved with somebody, whether it's one-on-one, -on -one, whether it's group, um, just something where you get the instructions. Cause I've seen so many people step in the door and work their tail off and not get anywhere. And it has nothing to do with their effort level. It always has to do with working smarter, not necessarily always working harder. 
Yeah, for sure. And so expand that out even further. This is kind of the fun question. Sure. Long-term for you, you mentioned some workout anytime owners have multiple locations. It's always in the cards. What's the, what's the big picture for you here? Sure. Well, the big, the biggest component is I'm only as good as a manager owner as the staff that I have work underneath me. And like I said, I've been really blessed in that area. And the more that you breed that culture and the more you get good people around you and, you know, through the job market, people are changing jobs left and right this day. As soon as you get somebody trained, a lot of times you want to have to bring somebody else. We've been really fortunate. It's not something that um, we've necessarily had to deal with. I, I really firm, firmly believe in empowering and uh, having my employees to the skill level that they could leave, but I want to treat them so good that they're never going to want to. Once you get to that point, it's, it's really just rinse and repeat. Everybody buys in. We're all, we're all on the same page uh, with, with what we're doing. And um, it, it really takes care of itself. Yeah. It'll be exciting to see how that shapes up for you here as, as the years go. And I, and I couldn't agree more with you. Everything is built on having a quality team, right? There's only one of you and there's only so much you can do in a day. The more people that we can get underneath you rowing in the same direction, then we can really, really make something of this. Eric, that's a fantastic place for us to begin to wrap our conversation up. But before we do that, why don't you tell people where they could learn a little bit more about this? Is there a specific website for you or, or social media that you want to shout out? Sure. No, absolutely. We're on all the socials, um, you know, Facebook, TikTok. all the socials. Um, our website is workoutanytime.com backslash easily. Uh, for this particular location. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we'd love if anybody's in the area, just visiting, we'd love to have you down. We're going to treat you just like family, just like we would uh, anyone else. If, um, if there's anyone out there listening, um, if I've said anything or did anything that you want more information on, please reach out to me. Uh, Eric, Eric Emerson at workoutanytime.com. I'm always open to, sharing any kind of insight I got, but even more than that, and most of the time I end up teaching somebody, I end up learning something myself. So hundred um, percent. Couldn't agree I really, more. I really feel as a, as a community, we really have to pull together. We're, we're all on the same page at this point is what I'm saying. You are absolutely correct in your assessment there, Eric. I can't thank you enough for, for your willingness to share an insider look into what you guys do and, and some of what's been working recently. Like I said, I'm excited to see what the future holds for you because it sounds like we're, we're getting some momentum rolling and we're about to hit our stride here soon. So I wish you nothing but the best and, and can't wait to see how this goes down the road for you. Sweet. Absolutely. Joe, I appreciate you having me today, guys. Let's put in the work. Just remember they don't put championship rings on smooth hands, baby. Let's do this. Love that. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. 
The goal is simple. Cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lawyers Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today are three very, very special guests at Trio. It is Ashley, Kara, and Tyler with CrossFit Pushing Weight out of Virginia. Folks, happy Friday. What is going on? How are you guys feeling today? Good. Thanks for having us today. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you guys on. And look, before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on with CrossFit Push and Weight, you know, I want to give you guys the opportunity and whoever wants to take the storm can lead right here. Um, you know, why don't you guys give the viewers a little bit of a description or a little bit of an understanding of what you guys do at CrossFit Push and Weight? How would you describe the business? If I came in, I'm like, hey, what do you guys have going on in here? How would you explain that to me? My, my tagline that I love to tell classes is, uh, we're here to facilitate fun-filled fitness. I love that. I love that. Short and sweet. Anybody else want to add something to that? Or are we going to leave mean, it there? This is what we do. We, do uh, we run about 10 classes a day, group classes. We do one-on-one training. We do have a weightlifting team um, and a great retail space. But, and we really focus on providing a great um, customer experience when people come in from, from I the love time that. in the door till the time they head out. Yeah. Totally. I think that's one of the biggest emphasis, right, is providing a great service. And so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into the bare bones basics here, folks. And um, I like to ask one simple question just to start. And it's how many members are you guys serving currently? Uh, probably about 310 uh, current group, group and personal training members in total. Nice. Yeah. And so, you know, for you guys, What's been the best method to get those people through the door, right? I mean, obviously, it's always about getting new faces and all that stuff, but how do you guys do that so uh, efficiently? I'll take care of the marketing and sales and branding, but I will tell you that as big of a part as that is, the with anything, it's organic. I mean, I don't know how many times we go to put leads. Who has referred them? Probably... 70% is coming from somebody else. And, and that's part of why our community is so strong is because we have cool people that bring cool people. Now there's a marketing aspect to that of helping them to help market us as well. But, um, you know, that organic part is a huge part of it as, I mean, as well as marketing and sales, yeah. but really helping our people help to refer us. Yeah. Yeah. And just to piggyback on what we were mentioning earlier, which is why I mentioned, I knew the fulfillment was a big portion because Obviously, if you guys are good at what you do, people are going to talk about it and they're going to bring other folks, right? It's inevitable. I think it will continue to be a staple in business, no matter how strong uh, technology innovates or social media innovates to become, you know, an asset like it did. I mean, think about when COVID, right? Almost everything was online. So you're kind of obligated to do it that way, but still you're providing a good service and a referral still came in through word of mouth, regardless if it was through social media or not. Um, so I think that is a big thanks to your fulfillment. So again, you guys are good at what you do. You're going to get people to come in. And that's awesome. And so, um, you know, to kind of get a little more perspective here, um, 
because I think a lot of the viewers kind of struggle to understand or grasp social media. So um, Ashley, if you don't mind, kind of explain a little bit, what do you guys kind of do to, to on that social media side of things, or, or the, even the marketing side, even if it's not social media, um, what methods have you guys used to get them besides the word of mouth, right? Because I think, again, that's always a, a primary staple in a lot of businesses. But what about the other 30%? What have you guys done there? So a lot of the things that have we found that have worked for us, we do a Bring a Friend Friday the first Friday of every month. That's been really helpful to us because it, when somebody starts talking to one of our members, they can say, oh, we do this, and it is a mainstay. It's now it's just part of our cultures. It's one time a month. So I think that's been a pretty beneficial thing for us. A lot of times it's not an immediate turnover. On that day, on Bring a Friend Friday, they'll follow us, and that comes into that social media part. I can literally see it on my phone. They've come in, they'll follow us that day. Then I'll see them start to watch us. It's like they get to know us through our social media. They'll watch the stories. We tell the story of like who we are. They get to know Tyler as a coach, as a character. Um, same thing throughout a couple other people that I try to make sure that I'm emphasizing that next time that they come in, they're like, oh yeah, I kind of know that person. I see them. I see that they always uh, are, are goofing around or playing around, or that's a, kind of a more of a technical person. So it is a little bit of a longer lead, if you will, sometimes when they come in that way, but it's a nurture that they get to see over and over and over on social media and hitting them over the head with that. So that Bring a Friend Friday is helpful, but the social media part helps to put them over to the next. Yeah. That's that awesome. Was I a think. Really good job curating that. I think she, you know, um, highlighting, you know, people of all different ages, sizes, abilities, you know, it's not just our, you know, more elite athletes here. It's, it's everyone. And she does a really good job. Highlighting that. So I think people yeah. be more comfortable because they can see people that look like, like them. them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it feels authentic. I think that's the biggest thing. When, because I love what you said there, Ashley, about the, the the nurture, right? I think that's so important because it's almost as if, you know, the same way somebody would come in if they were a stranger, like, hey, I'm kind of interested in, you know, maybe not ready to sign up immediately, but you nurture that process and you're using social media as a nurture and you understand that, right? It's kind of like a game. You gamify yeah. it, right? You're going to people who come in and they're interested, but you got to play a long game, you know? I'll even, and, I'll even go follow them from my personal account and start to try to create a relationship with them on that personal side, not just CrossFit Fish and Wade as a brand. Yeah. So then there's another yeah. tool there for them that they get hit over the head with, hey, that girl, I see her on social media and then I see this gym and it's just a reminder. You just have to see, they have to see it over and over and over yeah. and see behind it. Totally. And I think that's so true actually, because I think, um, you know, they probably see the value when they come in, right? They, they analytically, they're like, okay, cool. Like, they can compensate for that. Like, oh, cool, cool. I, I like the value here, but everybody makes decisions based on emotion, right? So they need that trust. It's trust and value. So it's like kind of like that decision you make when it's like, okay, like, yeah, you know, I, I like it, but it just doesn't feel right. Just because again, that trust has to be built, right? Or whatever it may be. Maybe it's just, it's too soon in the buying process. So, but the fact that you understand that actually is huge. And I can see how the three of you kind of help each other in that way. You guys all bring your own value to the table. I think that's awesome. So great trio here, seriously. And so, um, you know, kind of curious, you know, you guys are at 310 members or so, um, you know, let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things are unlimited. I mean, hypothetically speaking here, of course, I mean, how, what's the max? Like how much higher can you guys go? Well, we've had that question. We first thought about like what we would want, where we want to sit. I mean, I think we, we have a pretty good system here. Like you said, there's three of us. So we're kind of in our lanes and we have the capacity to handle more. I don't know that we want to be a thousand person gym per se, but I think we have the capacity to take on, you know, 
I mean, a bit more. I just, class, some of our classes are, you know, I, they get to be 25. I think, you know, I would, I would like to see fewer, maybe at a higher price point, um, ideally, but, um, you know, I, I think we, what do you think about capacity? I mean, it's, it just becomes more so capacity dictates uh, customer experience. So the more people we have, right. you know, the more offerings we need to be able to provide essentially. So if we do continue to grow and we, we surpass 350, we surpass 400, then it's like, how do we, how do we facilitate these individuals to make sure that they're getting the best bang for their buck? You know, so if we're only offering 10 classes a day, I mean, that's on average, right? 300 plus people, that's 30 people to a class, essentially, if everybody decides to come. And then what kind of experience are you providing to those members if they're having 30 people? So it's not necessarily our goal to have four or 500 members. I think we want to continue to up our customer service and continue to, you know, grow very much like we have at a, at a nice steady pace. Um, but a lot of times I think that number is a vanity number. There could be 10 people at the gym next door and they're making more money, making more impact than somebody who has a 400 person gym and people aren't coming and their overhead is through the roof and they're making no money and they're not impacting lives. So sometimes I think that people get wrapped up around that. How many members do you have number? as it's a great number to understand like the capacity and what we're doing but sometimes i think that can just it doesn't tell it doesn't tell the whole picture yes exactly and i think that's because you guys are in it for the right reasons right you guys are in the business to help people right you're not driven off profit and um i think that's the biggest picture here i mean you know a lot of these not to name any gyms, but the bigger corporate gyms sometimes are driven by profit, right? And that, that's their first priority. You walk in, you're not a person, you're a dollar sign. And, and kind of to piggyback on what Tyler said, you know, to be able to facilitate that and not jeopardize the quality, the experience for the members, that's the biggest thing. Because, yeah, you can get to 400 members, but if 20 are leaving every month, I mean, come on, just because like, oh, I'm not getting the, the care that I was getting prior. And once, I mean, I'm sure the experience now is top quality. And if it goes any lower than that, they have an expectation that's here. So see, the standard can only go higher. So I, I love that. I love that you guys understand that too. And then, so I'm kind of kind of curious about this too. And it's, I think this is one thing that, that you know, sometimes people forget or sometimes people emphasize. But, you know, as fitness professionals, right? I mean, we track our body fat, right? We track our macros. We track how much weight is on the bars. But how do you guys go about tracking your metrics, right? So how long someone's been a member for, uh, if they're canceling, you know, the lifetime value, how do you track those metrics? I'll let Kara take that. She's our metric. Yeah. Um, I mean, we look every month. I mean, we use Waterfy, so they, you know, they're pretty good in getting better with reporting and keeping an eye on, you know, our length of engagement, you know, if we've had how many people we've had in and out and why those people um, are leaving, um, you know, if there's something else we could have done and, and is, is this a problem? Obviously, gyms naturally just have a, a a term all the time, people's lives change, people move, all that kind of stuff. But are we losing long-term people for no apparent reason? Or obviously there'd be some reason, but um, so those are the things we look at. Um, and then we look at, you know, our, our sales, or I was trying to think of our metric sheet has all of our like PT sales and intro things and um, leads coming in, you know, uh, leads booked, um, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I think at the end of the day, as long as you have some type of CRM in place or some type of tracking system. I think you're ahead yeah. of the game anyway. So. <laughs> I, I don't know how people do without that. Like it's the data is important to look at. 
It is. It is. I mean, and, and it makes it a numbers game, right? Not a guessing game. I think that's the biggest thing, right? You have that comfort at the end of the month, at least, like you know, like I mean, even though it might not, like, again, not to say that you guys are are there, but like to say, even if you know, like, hey, like we didn't profit this month, it's like, well, at least you know, you know, and it's like at least you know where you can improve. And then next month, there's no reason why you should be there, you know. So I think that that's the biggest thing. We have. Um, I've probably been doing that since 2017, so I have you know five years in spreadsheet tabs to look at the trends over. So five yeah. years until where we Let's were up. in July of you know 2018, 16, 12, 17. Yeah. yeah, that's big, and that's big, right? I mean, I'm telling you, that's like that's like the 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 it's like the little things, which to me personally, it's not little, but the little things that hold a lot of weight, right? To some people, it's like oh, like. Yeah, they have a sign-in sheet or whatever it may be to be able to track it. It's like, that matters. That matters. So that's great that you guys emphasize that. And you, again, the fact that you guys all are individually bringing your own value to the table here is such a beautiful process, right? It's not too often you see trios doing that. Sometimes it's like, oh yeah, we both do the marketing. And then sometimes he does it. But it's like, I mean, like you guys are killing it at that. I love the system. Well, thank goodness there's three of us. It's all like, <laughs> yeah. no person, single owner gyms do it. That's, it's tough. It, it is. I mean, just, I mean, even, I mean, even three to 300 people, I mean, it's three of you guys, but I mean, 310 people, I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> that in itself is still impressive. That's like too, so. kind of even a little low right now, I think. I mean, when we bring in, when we bring in specialty programs clinics, and, you know, all of that really sit a little bit higher than that. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so here's going to be a little bit of a longer winded question, but a good question in itself. Um, and a good way to kind of self-reflect and, and kind of discuss like an improvement and, and areas of improvement. So uh, if you need to repeat anything, guys, just let me know again, because it is a little bit longer. So, um, you know, what we've been discussing the entire podcast and 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 what we usually emphasize on here are, are the pillars of business, right? Um, and in the fitness and gym industry, there's five, but there's three that we use more predominantly. Um, and that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, right? Getting people through the door. Your client acquisition which is getting somebody from being a lead to actually purchasing your product, which is sales. And then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, where do you guys feel like you could improve the most? I have an answer. You too. Yes, yeah, I, I would agree. agree with that. So I feel yeah. like for us, we've had, we have a, still a good group of people that have been with us since 2013. Um, but our, our average uh, revenue per member for many years has been sort of, I mean, it varies, but it's been within a, a, a small range. So we haven't yet cracked the nut on getting that up through. I mean, we, we do a strong retail game. We, you know, but we could sell maybe more personal training. We could, um, we do have some nutrition. The nutrition program could probably grow those kind of triggers to try to up the average revenue per member um, because it has been so in this this range that we can't seem to to break. So that would be our biggest opportunity. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. our if we get them in the door, they're joining. Our our closure rate is is high. Um, I mean, yeah, we could obviously improve on leads, but I would prefer to improve on retention because that's easier than getting somebody in. We already got it. We already yeah. got it. Then having to get somebody else up and running. Yeah, no, and I, I agree completely. I think that's one of the biggest things. I mean, when you can get to a point where just the LTV of a client just increases, 
I think that's the big thing because everybody's like, oh, oh, I need more and more clients. I think it's more about retaining what you have, you know? I mean, if you're a one-stop shop for all your clients and all their needs, at that point, like when LTV can increase four or five X, I mean, you'll feel that. You will feel it month over month. Um, and it's obviously by then you're not depending on getting a bunch of new clients because that's not really the name of the game. People think, again, it's it's quantity, but it's all quality, all quality. So, and, and again, I want to say this, guys, I, I really appreciate the honesty and transparency with that response, right? Because I think regardless of success, the fact that you guys can be transparent about where you think you can improve and what you can do to improve. I appreciate the viewers appreciate. I think it's actually an eye opener as well for the viewers. It's like, oh, like they can still improve. Like, what? <laughs> really? But uh, yeah, they, yeah, you know, thank you for that, guys. And so last two questions for you, uh, my two favorite questions. And um, I'll start with the first one, which is going to be, what's the bigger picture? What's the long-term goal? What's the overarching goal here? Um, I, it would go back to um, the lot, lifetime member value. It's like uh, looking at being able to provide more services. I mean, we're in a fairly awesome facility in the first place, so I can't foresee us, you know, building bigger in that sense, but some additions to it, you know, um, having some extracurriculum activities such as, you know, just different programs that we can provide to the membership base uh, would, be, would be good for the long term. And then, you know, just kind of seeing where it goes from there. Yeah, yeah I mean, very similar. I just want to keep upping our game uh, on that. And we can add on pieces, I don't think structurally, but we have opportunity within the gym that we can bring in other sources of revenue, if you will, whether that's saunas or, you know, those other pieces that are outside of there. Yeah. Some room for that, but, you know, we, we have such a good thing going right now. I just think that I just want to continue adding to that experience. Yeah, completely. That answers that question. I would agree. The only thing I would add to that that I've been thinking about since we had the, um, Paul, we have a business coach, which talking to him, uh, being uh, a million dollar gym. <laughs> that kind of uh, is intriguing to me. I mean, we're not there. We're not, you know, it, it's be some growth and some um, changes to do that. Um, but I, that would be a one day goal. I think would be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And I think that's, again, I don't think there's anything unrealistic, right? I think it's like whatever you guys truly believe you can do, you will accomplish. And I, I think you guys are trending in the right direction. I can tell you that, you know, it's, it's totally okay. If they want to walk by, it's okay. We don't publish the, the actual video. So they want to walk by. It's totally okay. We only publish the audio, so, but I appreciate you. You can be taking care. <laughs> but um, yeah. And then, so this next question, again, this is my favorite question. And so I want to ask you guys this first, before I ask it, did you guys start together and open the gym together? Okay. So I, you guys are all probably going to have different answers for this. Maybe. But if you guys all have the same answer, I'd be pretty surprised. It's a good question. And I'm going to ask it a specific way that's going to be, it's going to be tailored to yourselves. So because you guys, if you guys all started at different times, it's, it's literally about when you started. So here we go. And I'm going to tell you, we had a guy a month ago who literally walked out for 20 minutes and came back and was like, okay, I'm ready to answer this question. <laughs> like, well, I can't, not even exaggerating. So it's a good question. Not to hype it up that much, but it's a good question. So um, you know, folks, if, uh, if you could go back in time, right. And, uh, when you first started the gym, when you first joined the partnership, whatever it may be, 
and uh, sit yourself down, you know, with all the knowledge you know now, and you could see Ashley from when you first started, Kara from when you first started, Tyler from when you first started, sit yourself down and give yourself that one piece of advice I think you really needed to hear when you first started the gym or you first joined the team. What would that advice be for you guys? I don't need 20 minutes. I don't need 20 minutes, but I'm not ready to go. <laughs> Since, um, well, can, let me, can we give you just a one second how we got together story? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Give the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. started the gym in 2013 in his garage. Then it had another business partner. Moved into another facility and into another facility. We, Kara and I bought that partner out because he had a full-time job. Tyler was running the gym all on his own. No time to work on the business, just completely working in the business from morning till night. We knew we had a skill set that could help that because there was a great thing in place, but it wasn't growing. It was just staying where it was. It was about to possibly take the lease away. And make, there was just conversations that it was not going in the right trajectory that he wanted it to go in. So we stepped in, bought that partner out, and that is when all three of us came together in 2016. So he started it in 2013 in his garage. So just that's how that's like our story in one minute. Um, so where would I? What would I tell myself when I bought in that way? Jesus. Uh, yeah, so so started uh, started in my garage in more so 2012, and then in 2013 was the first brick and mortar. Okay, and then it was when uh, the other business owner and I we ran it for a year there. Then we moved to location two. Uh, we were there for was it two years, and then that's when you know the least the, the building that we were in was kind of getting bought out. We had to make a move. These two ladies. Um, stepped in swooped in with their capes on you know what i mean and, and help uh revive a stagnant gym right like it was like we were staying afloat but we weren't fucking oh excuse me oh uh, we weren't you know what i mean yeah so you know we were staying afloat but it was it was uh we were shoveling out buckets of water you know what i mean and uh so looking back now the biggest advice i would give to myself then is at the time when i open it it's because i had a love for crossfit and thoroughly enjoyed competing uh, i would tell myself to put that on the far back burner and focus more on developing the business than my own personal individual goals right and that would be the biggest advice i could tell myself because at the time i, I you know i loved crossfit i loved working out i loved helping people but at the same time i loved helping myself and i think like that um took yeah took place over like developing crossfit push weight as a gym as a culture as a community and so going looking back now a decade later i would be like you know pump the brakes put yourself on the back burner and put the gym first and foremost i love that I love that. Glad it's not that you wouldn't get involved with these two crazy ladies. That's what I thought it might come to. I would have warned myself. Yeah. <laughs> I would have stayed in the military. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, ladies? Anything you guys want to add to that? 
I just try to think where I've, the struggle points for me have been over the past, you know, um, five or six years and what I could have prepared myself for. I don't think I really knew what it was. To, I wish I would have asked more questions to start about owning a business. And I don't. All I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> you know, I think being green was the best thing for us and just jumping in for me. But looking back, I think, you know, something that, but this is... This is the advice we it, we did it, and I would give myself the advice, especially when there was three of us. And this is for listeners too, when they're, they're working with partners. I do think one of the best things that we've done, and, and I would contribute that to Kara of encouraging that at the beginning was that we did get business coaches, and that because there was three of us, and it's not like he's the boss, she's the boss, I'm the boss. It's not even like our business coaches are the boss, but they help us get in those lanes that you just spoke about, and is one of the reasons that I think that we are so successful because. And we also got, there was a lot of luck that happened in that. I wish I could say, well, we knew he was really strong in this part and she was really strong yeah. in this part and I was really strong in this part and that we pieced that together, but it just magically came together that I was good at sales and marketing branding, that she has this corporate background and had the organization skills and he is a fantastic head coach and had the technical part on that. It just, that part just happened. Um, but having business coaches, helped us stay in our lanes and understand that so i would do that again yeah that is the gone back and said, good job i would have gone back and be like do that <laughs> do that again yeah. do, it, yes. do it sooner like, do it sooner probably yeah like, people are listening and they're hesitant about getting one don't be make the investment in yourself and in your gym right get that business coach help them help them drive your ship right they're your co-captain the business coach is a co-captain right i mean you're ultimately going to make the decisions for what you feel is best for your gym, but they can definitely help influence, persuade, and you know, educate, you and inform. Yeah, I mean, they're, there's a reason that they're out there. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's a mic drop of an answer, folks. I'll tell you that. It's a great way to close things out on this episode. And look, before we sign out, though, please uh, shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you guys and the gym? Instagram is at CrossFit Fish and Weight. It's all spelled out. No, no numbers or anything. Just CrossFit P U S H I N. There's no G. Because we're the only G's. Fish and Weight. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish down the road. If you guys can stick around for one stick and just so I can let you know how you can get the podcast, I'd appreciate it. Just going to sign everybody out here really quick. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.